0: to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday everyone, Tom Gazzola with you as always. You can catch me on TSN 1260 hosting the Oilers pre and post game show every Oilers game day. You can also see me on NHL Network providing analysis on the Edmonton Oilers and from time to time sliding in on the network itself, TSN Canada Sports Leader. Well, it's game day. The Oilers taking on the San Jose Sharks, wrapping up A two-game road swing. They started it off against their old coach. I know only a handful of the Oilers that are currently on the roster played for Dallas-Aikens. I had a front-row seat to the Dallas-Aikens year and a bit, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I have to say it wasn't pretty. Uh, The Oilers getting a 6-2 victory over the Anaheim Ducks. An impressive win for them. Uh, An important divisional set of points creating some separation between them and the Flames and, and the other teams uh, behind them. Vancouver's up there. Arizona's having a good start to the season. Anaheim was 9-7-1 and going into that game, so that was a, a pivotal two points for the Oilers. They'll look to do it again against a San Jose Sharks team, which is 7-10-1 on the season and has one three straight, is 5-4 and four on home ice this year, got off to a slow start. But we'll see. The Sharks are rolling a little bit as we get you set for this one. San Jose had a good week last week. I mentioned they've won three in a row. It started off last Tuesday with a 4-2 win over the Chicago Blackhawks and then continued on Thursday with a 6-5 victory over the Minnesota Wild. And then on Saturday, the Sharks edged the Nashville Predators 2-1 in a shootout. Now, I should have said this on the show yesterday but I forgot to in regard to Dallas Aikens and his years. I have one little story about Aikens, I know, you know, people like to hate on him. He was actually pretty nice to me and him and I got along well. I didn't spend a lot of time talking with him. I didn't go out of my way to talk with him, but whenever we're, you know, in a situation where we're in the same room or we were Together somewhere, you know, it was cordial and friendly, and there was never an issue. Even when things were bad, and I had to ask the first question in post game scrums, he was fine. And, you know, there's a certain way to present things, and I I think I managed to do that quite well. I was quite adept at dealing with coaches that were frustrated by losses at that point. And Dallas, you know, at times he would needle some members of the press back, but. Overall, my experience with him was fine. Was he different? Absolutely. But I just remember this, this little story. I've got a few stories, but I'm not here to dump on anyone. And like I said, my experiences with him were good. We got along just fine. So when he first got hired by the Oilers, it wasn't a very popular move by Craig McTavish at the time because Ralph Kruger was the head coach, very popular with the players, and I've said it on this podcast as well as on the Locked On NHL podcast how popular Ralph Kruger was, not only with the players, but the entire organization, with the media. And it was just because Ralph is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met on this planet. And I liken him to the Dos Equis guy, the most interesting man in the world. Ralph is such a positive, thoughtful, intelligent person, and that aura and that state of mind and the way he treats people, it rubs off on people, and, you know, although the Oilers didn't make the playoffs in the one year Ralph was the head coach, it was the lockout short in 2012-2013 season, you know, they were taking steps forward, and the players absolutely loved him, like I said a couple times already, but... So, Aikens is hired after Kruger is let go via Skype by Craig McTavish, and they introduced Dallas Aikens as the coach of the Oilers in a press conference. And then, us as Oilers TV, we got a, an exclusive one-on-one with Dallas Aikens. So, I go, hey Dallas, I'm Tom Gazzola, I'm the host of Oilers TV, I'm on the road with the club, pleasure to meet you, you know, welcome to Edmonton. He goes, listen, nice to meet you. I just want to make one thing clear. When it's raining out, and things are going bad, I don't want you telling me that it's all sunshine and rainbows, you understand? I want nothing but the truth, so don't try to paint this with a happy brush, it's not sunshine and rainbows when it's raining out and storming, alright? I want the truth, that's how I like it, and I was like, oh my god, this is wonderful, excellent, yes, finally, you know, some honesty. And this is what the coach wants. This is great direction for Oilers TV. We don't have to sugarcoat things. We could tell it like it is. You know, this is a step in the right direction. And uh, that lasted for about two months, maybe. And then it was all damage control from there. The higher ups and the executives and the uh, corporate communications staff, you know, put a clamp on that, and uh, the muzzle came back on. Not that we went out of our way to be overly harsh and criticize the team to the same level that a TSN or uh, even Sportsnet couldn't, because Sportsnet was partners with the team, so they they tow the line well. So we we kind of followed the same path as sports net but we couldn't you know get out the the knives and carve away like a tsn could and i have to admit you know now being on the tsn side it's it's nice to be able to express how you feel about the team and be honest even though you don't generally want to carve them because you want to see the fan base happy you want to cover a winning team because it's exciting quite frankly you get better stories out of it just a better mood overall especially with all the years of losing around here but it was nice to be able to have that you know small window of two months where we were the digital team operated by the organization and we were given that that leeway to kind of be honest about things and then and then it just it's it's shrunk more and more and more ever since and even though I haven't worked for them for a year and a half or even more so all of that's essentially gone so there's no more no more honesty if you will I think the radio team does a good job of towing that line, but uh, the digital sides had its hands tied for a, quite a while now. So, anyway, that's a, an, an aside. There, I just I always thought that was funny. I don't want you telling me that it's all sunshine and rainbows when it's raining and storming outside. That that'll always resonate because it was my first impression and uh, meeting with Dallas Akins, and it's it seems like he's learned a lot from that Oilers experience, and he went and did a good job with the San Diego Gulls, and he's back in the NHL, and he's got an Anaheim team that's got its fair share of holes and in a time of turnover, playing decently well. So, good for him, and I just want to get that out of the way as we get set for the Oilers and Sharks tonight down at the Shark Tank. It's the Oilers and Sharks tonight from San Jose. The San Jose Sharks closing out a six-game homestand while the Oilers wrap up a two-game road swing, come back for two in a row, and then hit the road again, an extended road trip for the Oilers. They start that road swing back in San Jose. So it's back-to-back Tuesday night games in San Jose for the Oil sandwiched with a couple of home games this week coming up. Stats going into this one, the Oilers with a 12-5-2 record, tops in the Pacific Division, second in the Western Conference. Edmonton 6-3-1 away from Rogers place. They've won back-to-back games. The Oilers 5-4-1 in the club's last 10 games. San Jose has rattled off three straight victories, 4-5-1 in its last 10. The Sharks are 5-4 at home and 7-10-1 overall now the oilers not very good against san jose in the last two seasons matter of fact the oilers have just one win in the last 8 meetings against san jose edmonton picking up a win on november 20th last season a 4-3 win in ot san jose would go on to win the next 4 in a row against the oil by a combined score of 25-14 overall is what San Jose outscored the Oilers last season. And this year, this is the first of four meetings between these two clubs. Leon Draisaitl has a nine-game point streak going into this one. Of course, leads the league in scoring with 34 points. Connor McDavid tied for second with David Pasternak in league scoring with 30 points. It'll be a special teams battle, the Oilers at 29.1% are the second best in the league when it comes to power play, and fifth on the penalty kill at 85.7%, the Sharks meanwhile best penalty kill in the league 91.2%, so we'll see what the special teams battle will look like tonight. The Oilers are 9-1-1 when scoring first, 6-0 when leading after the first 20 minutes of a game. Sharks are 0-8-0 when trailing after the first period. Edmonton is 3-0-1 against the Pacific Division this season, while the Sharks are just 1-4. The big news today out of San Jose when it comes to the Oilers is the lineup for tonight. We will expect to see Sam Gagne, Joachim Nygaard, and Brandon Manning back in action. Nygaard's been out the last couple of weeks. He has been activated from IR. Mike Smith will get the nod in goal. Coming out of the lineup will be Joel Parison, Gaetan Haas, and... Marcus Granlund. Let's go inside the Oilers' locker room and hear from head coach Dave Tippett his thoughts on switching up the lineup and what the guys that he's putting into the lineup tonight are expected to bring to the table against the Sharks.
1: A couple of guys are ahead of me on that one. Uh, We'll see. We'll, uh, We'll see how things go.
2: Um, Well, we did talk to Nygaard, and it looks like he's ready to go. Just maybe talk about the elements of his games that could help this club.
1: Speed, tenacity. You know, when he got hurt, he was just just starting to come along. He's one of those European players that came over a little older and finding his way over here, but uh, has a lot of elements that really can become a good NHL player. So, um, you know, he's been out for a while now. If he comes back in, we'll see how he is. comes off this morning, if he comes back in tonight, we're hoping he adds that little bit of speed to our lineup
2: what's the dialogue been between you and Joachim because he seemed like he was really finding his game before he got hurt
1: Uh, you know it's we've talked about these guys that have come over and it's it's a process for them to go through and learn the NHL game they played their whole life in a European sized rink and in in you know league in Sweden so it's a whole different game over here there's Things happen a lot quicker, and it's more physical, and uh, it's funny. It's things all that he's embraced, all those things. He thinks those are big parts of his game. So um, he was starting to get up and going and then got hurt, and uh, so I'm anxious to get him back in, and we'll see how it goes. The penalty killing is one of the elements of the team that's really turned around over, over past seasons. Is it schematic, or you spoke earlier about needing guys who embrace that job? Is that a keep- We've had some guys who do a good job at it, and our goaltending's been good. I don't like to talk about penalties. <laughs> it's been fine. It'll jinx it. yeah, it'll, it's been fine. Uh, talking to Zach
2: this morning, he, he really honed in on discipline. How important is that aspect for you guys tonight? Stanley? Well, minutes?
1: we took five, three in the second period of the last game, and, and they're kind of weird penalties. I mean, the guy stepped on Connor's stick and goes down and made some stuff. So you, uh, if we were, if I was saying we were undisciplined by taking bad penalties uh it's not really the case i mean there was a couple times when we got beat and hooked a guy i mean there's things like that but we want to stay out of the box that's uh you know that's just putting you at a disadvantage every time so the more we can stay out of the box the better off it is and you know san jose they're going to have a good power play tonight so it's no use putting them on as many times as we did the other night
2: now, despite winning three straight, San Jose's record seven, seven 10 and one this season does that surprise you a little bit yeah, with their they're with their
1: They're a good team. You watch them; they're a good team. They're, does that surprise
2: you with the record
1: though? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched them early. You know, we were cons- but I watched the last few games they played, and they're a good team.
2: When you get to game twenty, you feel like that uh, things are pretty established with the culture of the club and where you want it to be, and the work ethic and everything else with guys pulling in the same way
1: uh yeah there, you can always improve though like there's always things and we've you know we're finding out about our team we've uh i think we've taken some steps forward but there's still lots of time left and uh you know you, the big thing you get players to gel you get players to embrace the roles that they're in but you're always trying to find that chemistry of where where things fit best and the tweaks you got to make each game to to give yourself a chance to win and um you know, we're starting to maybe we got Archibald back for a couple games now. We got possibly Nygaard coming back. I think Larson is you know possibly next week. So we we'll start to get a little healthier. So your your team is always growing, but we we put some things in place that we think are important for us for our group to win, and our players have embraced that. And you know, so far it's, it's gone all right, but lots of lots of room for improvement.
0: Your sweatpants are on for the day, but you're sick of microwaved leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash, restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities so you might find a new favorite too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-to's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. So we heard from Head Coach Dave Tippett. Let's hear from... Joachim Nygaard, who gets back into action. He's missed the last couple of weeks with sore ribs and a back issue. Let's hear from the Swede as he looks to inject a little secondary scoring into the Oilers lineup.
3: Uh, i got a lot of energy in me. uh, Needs out, so uh, I'm really glad to be back and start playing again. Uh, I'm really, really
1: excited. I imagine for you, the injury all the more frustrating because you were just starting to kind of get comfortable. I know we had talked that, that the North American game was starting to feel a little bit more natural.
3: Uh, yeah, it felt felt good before my injury. Uh, and then the injury came and got some rehab going and uh, didn't do much for like one, two weeks. So, uh, But it has felt good now, uh, been nice for, for maybe Two weeks here uh, a little bit by myself and and then with the team so uh just uh, just want to go out there and skate again <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm excited to play again
1: in your experience when you've been out for a while what's the you know what what do you try to do at the outset your first few shifts to, to feel normal again
3: i mean you have to keep it simple first shift and uh, uh i mean uh Come in in the game and just keep it simple and play my game uh, I guess uh, I guess the pace pace uh, will take a while to to get back But I practiced good and had a good rehab and a couple of good skates here. So uh, probably I'm, I'm pretty ready to play
1: Conditioning wise the old adage is there's no substitute for game competition Are you anticipating that at all or, or hoping adrenaline might carry you through?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope adrenaline <laughs> keep me through this game, but Uh, Like I said, I'm really excited, and uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to do my best, and we'll see what happens.
0: That was Joachim Nygaard, who will be back in action tonight as the Oilers get set to take on the San Jose Sharks. Let's hear from Zach Cassian, coming off a strong performance in Anaheim the other night. Scored a power forward-type goal. Strong move to the net, tucked it home on John Gibson. He has been playing well of late. Let's hear from him.
2: Zach, looks like uh, Joachim Nygaard is back in the lineup. Uh, what are you guys looking for out of number 10, and what elements of his game can benefit this team?
4: Yeah, well, he's. Uh, I know he's been waiting. Uh, obviously, going through rehab isn't, isn't fun for any player, um, but uh, he brings a lot of speed into our lineup, a lot of energy. Um, we're excited to have him back for sure.
2: Uh, with with the arrivals of Archibald and Shan and now Nygaard this week, uh, does that just kind of help settle things down when guys are playing in their... I guess, respective roles.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely nice. Whenever you can get someone new that's been gone for for a little time with an injury or, or whatnot, they seem to inject a little bit of energy into the lineup, and I think that's what Archie's done, that's what Shea's done. Um, you expect nothing less with, with an eye tonight, night, but it's definitely nice to have all those guys back. Our team's starting to shape up. Now it's important that we play the right way and, and keep on the same track they're playing against the
2: Sharks clubs that has won three straight games but they're seven10 and one on the season does that record surprise you a little bit with the depth on that team
4: oh well, yeah they're we're not looking so much at the record they got off to a little little bit of a slow start but uh, they got a really good team over there um, they're, they're an older team that has a lot of skill and uh, they can beat you if you're not ready. So um, we have to be ready to play. We can't look at the record or their slow start. They're playing well as of late. Um, it's a big divisional game. So these uh, these games and points are very important, especially um, at this stage. These are the, the games and the points you need. When Once March hits, you're looking at the at the point totals in the playoff races. These are the ones you need. You guys have three
2: straight road wins and Power play goals in three straight games, but the Sharks at home, their penalty kills at 96%. So, how important is five on five tonight?
4: Yeah, it's huge. Well, we have to stay out of the box, I think, for the most part. We've taken some uh, penalties uh, bad times in games. Our PKs bailed us out, but 5-on-5 um, five five is always important against this team. Uh, obviously, we want to stay out of the box, but obviously our PP, if it gets a the chance and we need to be sharp, I think all around in all aspects of the game tonight, we have to be sharp. And hopefully the Moths can bring their luck again tonight, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're excited. They're excited for the last one here. I know they're going to have a, a good day planned uh, this afternoon with a bunch of them, and they'll be ready to rock tonight. Great.
0: That was Zach Cassian as the Oilers get set to take on the Sharks. Edmonton wrapping up a two-game road swing while San Jose closes out a six-game homestand. We'll see which team comes out on top in this Pacific Division showdown. We'll have a breakdown and more for you after this one as the Oilers and Sharks go toe-to-toe tonight down at the Shark Tank.